We are back for another edition of the SQ Sports NBA Podcast. I'm Shane, alongside Q. As always, how are we doing, Q? Still doing good, man. Still, still doing good. Still doing good. And, of course, we have Richard Krupa here on the side. Joining us in our redrafts of uh, former NBA drafts. How are we doing over there, Krupa? Still missing sports. Still missing sports. It's, it's fair. Fair takes. Fair takes all around. All right, so um, – we just did a 2011 NBA redraft. We're moving up a year to 2012. Uh, just some some kind of themes in this draft. Uh, top six, pretty solid. Pretty solid top six. Um, uh, a lot of all-stars. Obviously, Anthony Davis, uh, one of the league's best players, went number one. I assume they'll go number one in this draft as well. But after six, it is, uh, it's pretty bleak. Um, like if you look at it, it's like John Henson has the 15th most win shares in this class. Uh, like Jeremy Lamb's at 10. Don't get me wrong, Jeremy Lamb's like was, he had a decent stint on the Thunder, and he's not a terrible player. But I don't know. I guess I guess you know what? I guess revisionist history. If you weren't picking in the top like seven, then you shouldn't really feel bad about your pick. I guess yeah. that's what we can say about that. Yeah, pretty much. Um, all right, so we'll get this one going. Who wants to go first this time? Uh, I'll take number one. Um, so, going to go with Anthony Davis. Hot take. Um, hot take right there. Hot take. Just uh, probably the best all-around big man in the NBA. Um, he's gotten better pretty much every year, even this year. Um, he's kind of having like an, like an MVP season. Uh, obviously, he wasn't going to win because of LeBron and Giannis, but he was, he was a complete monster this year um, with the Lakers. He's expanded his shot out to the three-point line. Um, really great foul shooter now. Uh, he was, like, fine at Kentucky, like, around 75%. But he, this year, eight free throws a game at 85%. Um, really great for a big man. Uh, improved ball handler. Just a great, great MVP caliber player every year. And he's still – he's just in entering his prime. He's in the middle – like, he's smack dab in his prime right now. Um, he's going to be a great player for 10 more years, barring injury. So, yeah, Anthony Davis, number one. Don't think it's that controversial. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see anyone else you could take besides AD. All right, Kirby, you get, you take second. Oh, all right, moved up a spot. Um, like when you first see the names, I'd say it might be a toss up for two and three. But honestly, I think Damian Lillard is like not far ahead of Bradley Beal, but like like slightly ahead to where I don't think you can. Maybe you can maybe make a couple cases for Bradley Beal ahead, but I think. What Damien's done, like, year after year in Portland, being the man with, like, not a ton of help around him. It, like, he's – and this year especially, what the stretch he went on this year. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's for sure the number two pick in this redraft. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, I, he's great. Oh, you can talk. You can talk. No, no, I agree. I was just going to say, I mean, Damien's proved that uh, he can lead a team as the number one deep into the playoffs. Uh, and and Beal cannot say the same. Granted, circumstances a circumstance is a little bit different, but I I think Lillard is the clear pick at number two. Yeah, and he and he just he's like a tone setter for your franchise. Like he's, yeah. he's going to make you a respectable franchise no matter what his leadership. Um, and obviously he has like the dopest game winner ever. So yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah that one I against love, Houston. I, I love Dame. No, and Houston and last year. Oh the yeah, the yeah. Thunder one was even cooler. Yeah, <laughs> step back from forty five feet. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah, uh, yeah, he I can hit any shot. Memorable. 
personally. You think which one? The Houston one. Uh, I mean, the Houston one was really dope. Like, well, that was their first playoff series. When, that like, was in like 15 years, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. a while. And it was like there was only like .9 seconds left, but like just the balls – and they were losing, um, which makes it more, kind of more impressive. But just the balls to take a step back three with Paul George on you yeah. from like literally almost half court and it goes in. And the way he waved off, like he waved off the thunder, I thought that was just – that was just like kind of cooler. But the, 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 the Rockets one was definitely probably a little bit more like impactful. So, Yeah. Um, all right, who you got three, Shane? All right, I uh, yeah, uh, like Krubo said, I think I think Beal's the obvious choice here. Ooh, um, I don't think it's obvious at all. I, I, I have Beal at four. Maybe it's not obvious, but I mean, I, I, the other two guys who who uh, you may be debating it with, I think Beal's just more of a splash, change your franchise type of player. Uh, he came into the league as just a shooter, and um, he's developed into not only a guy who's who averaged thirty a game this season, uh, but he averages career high six assists. Uh, so he's getting everyone involved. Granted, playing on a really bad team doesn't help his case at all. Um, it, it actually probably hurts his case. Uh, but I don't know. I think he's a grinder, and he hits some pretty incredible shots. He's just so fluid when he plays. I think Beal and Booker are, are kind of pretty similar to me. Um, and they both enhance their game beyond just scoring and uh, are actually pretty good passers now. So I hope uh, he figures it out and can – whether it's in Washington or somewhere else, starts uh, winning games because I think he'd be uh, really impactful come April and May. Dude, and he's a super likable guy. Like, yeah, he's really likable. One person who doesn't like Bradley Beal. Exactly. And he has that great gif where he's looking at the guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything that's went down with the Wizards and, and you really haven't he, heard a peep, a peep out of him. So. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. really well. Yeah. yeah, and I will say, I, I didn't. I had him at four, even though I, I like love Bradley Beal. Like, there's, I think he's like pushing like a top 15 player in the NBA. Like, he's really great. Um, and he's always been really good in the playoffs. Like, since his age 20, in his um, in his second season, he averaged 19 points a game in the playoffs in 11 playoff games, shot 41% from three. Um, took a lot of big shots, and he's, he's for his career, averaged 23 a game in the playoffs. Like, he's a beast. But Dray- I, I have Draymond at three. I just like, – I hate Draymond. Like, I hate – I would never root for Draymond, but he's so good, especially on defense, especially for those, you know – that that beginning of that Warriors run um, in twenty sixteen, like he was, he was just crazy that year. He shot thirty eight percent from three. Um, fantastic playmaker for his position, not even just for his position, just in general. Uh, the chemistry he has with Steph, like those two on the court together. If you ever look at their plus minuses, it's like absurd how good they are together. Like they have perfect chemistry, um, and it's like the difference between like a guy that raises your floor versus a guy that raises your ceiling. He's like the definition of a ceiling raiser. If you put him on a team that's good, he's going to make him great. Or Beal is going to make a bad team respectable and a respectable team like a playoff team. So it's tough, but I, um, I would have gone with Draymond. I, all right, so I know it's like a yin and yang type thing here, but um, what I'm kind of looking looking at it from a standpoint, if, if so what? So Washington at three, um, so they did take Bradley Beal. Cleveland at four. I mean, like, I, I think I, I think if Draymond wasn't in the situation that he was in, um, granted, it's tough to argue that, but I think if you throw Draymond, like, on the Hornets, he's not the same player. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think he's definitely. even in, like, maybe he's still in the league, but, dude, I don't – Yeah. Like, I think his, stat, his stats might be a little better. but His how, defense how, would still be crazy impactful, but offensively it would have been – especially once he stopped being able to shoot threes. Like, he's, he's a legitimately terrible scorer now. He was pretty good for a little bit. 2016, he averaged 14 a game on only 10 shots. Like he was pretty efficient. Um, 
And this year, I mean, this year the Warriors are just a mess, but he averaged eight points on um, 7.3 shots from the field. He shot 39% from the field. Like he's, it's tough. It's really, it's, it's a, he's such a unique player, but his impact for me is so high. Um, but yeah, I, I, I respect taking, like, it was hard. It was really hard choosing Draymond. Yeah, I think, I mean, the accolades definitely help out Draymond, but I'm, th- I'm thinking if I, if I want, if I'm, if I'm drafting and I need a guy who's going to come in and, and change my franchise, I, I think, you feel yeah. I feel it. I feel it. All right. So at four, I mean, obviously I took Draymond, Draymond. Um, yeah. for what I just explained. So Krupa, you got a five. Well, yeah, I would have, I, I would have taken Middleton at four. So Ooh. five. Ooh. What do you mean? What? What? I like Middleton, but I, I, I think he's a tad overrated. I think he's, I think he's a tad overrated. I don't think he's like, I, I don't think he's a, a I, like just for the Bucks in general. I don't care how good they've been this year. I don't think he's good enough to be your second best player on a title team. Um, which is why I think they probably would have won the East because the East kind of like two through six in the East just like don't really match up. But I think the Lakers and the Clippers would have beat the would have beat the Bucks because I don't think Middleton's good enough as a second guy. So yeah, but the thing about Milwaukee is that like their two through five are like so close together. They don't need like a they really have like four other like two players. I guess. I guess. Bledsoe. I mean, kind of. Yeah, you know, I hate Bledsoe, though. I hate I the Bucks in general. I, I, I do, would, too. Dude, I would draft Middleton over Draymond Green if it was redrafted today. Yeah. I think it's man, a tough I don't argument. know, man. I, don't I, think it, I think it's tough because, like, I mean, <clears throat> what Draymond just provides the intangibles and defense. But, like, honestly, in today's NBA, if you're looking for someone to change your franchise, you're looking for someone that can put the ball in the hoop. And so that's why I think Beal is clearly over Draymond. Oh, I agree. But I, I, I think I might take Draymond just over over Middleton just because I don't know if Middleton could do it if he's the number one. And like you said, I don't know if he's good enough to be the number two on a title contender. Um, but they just have such different games. That's why I think Draymond's so hard to compare to other people. Yeah, it's definitely – yeah, it's really hard. Well, and visit. when GMs are drafting, they draft, like, team needs. Yeah. For us, back in hindsight, like, Right. Kind of better players. Who is the best player available? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. All right. Um, uh, all right. So my, my up or you up? No, I'm up at up. six. All right. Um, all right. So I think uh, the the clear choice here is Andre Drummond. Uh, he's third in win shares in the class. Uh, kind of by a lot. A Ooh. Lot. No, I didn't. I don't think it's clear. I just realized. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Well, uh, I, 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 I mean, I mean, I don't know who you'd take over Drummond. Like maybe Harrison. Well, Barnes. you know, you, I did take Harrison Barnes because you know I'm, a, I'm a known Drummond hater. You Always are a known Drummond, Drummond hater, but I don't, I don't care. Like, I think Drummond sucks. I don't but, care what his stats say. He sucks. I, I don't care. I don't care if you think he sucks. His stats are there for a reason. He's led the league in rebounding for four, uh, four, four out of the last five seasons. I mean, putting up 15, 16 rebounds a game is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it, it's it's. I mean, you could argue that his stats are like somewhat empty because the Pistons have just like not been good. Uh, but I think you have to respect that at some point. Granted, I do think I would take all five guys we already listed over Drummond, even though he's far and away has the third most win shares. Like it's not even close. Uh, I would take the other five guys over Drummond, but I don't think you can put any anyone else there at six unless, like, if I'm if I'm if I'm starting to t- if if I'm Portland who had the sixth pick, I'm starting a team. 
I don't want Harrison Bar- like Harrison Barnes is not a creator. He's gonna sit in the he corner. He can create a little bit. He can he create can get a little his own, bit. But, he can get his own he, shot. He sits in the corner and, and waits for Steph or De'Aaron Fox to pass him the ball. At least Andre Drummond can get the ball in the post and maybe miss four layups in a row. But you know he's gonna grab the rebound every time. And I mean, f- I mean, f- two years on the Mavs. Granted, the Mavs were bad. Um, he averaged 19 a game as the first option on that team. For two yeah, years. for Drummond to average that many rebounds, but then and and not be like useless on offense, and still put up, I think he was averaging like seventeen this year. Like, dude, uh, yeah, Andre Drummond's like, yeah, clear for I, me. I, I think I think he gets hate. I think I think he gets warranted hate, but I think the hate is now like gone too far. He like just got traded for a bag of chips. Yeah, he got traded for nothing, man. Brandon Knight, what was it? Knight Henson in like a second, but. Yeah. I think it's since the situation plays into that. I think oh, they had. Man. I think I think if the, the Pistons had something there, if they could have, if they could have put some pieces that worked around it, because you don't, dude, you can't just you can't just go to the dollar store and find a guy who's going to average eighteen and fifteen. Like literally, you can't find anyone else in the NBA that's going to average eighteen. And that's 15, what I'm saying, dude. Besides Andre Drummond, like clearly he is he's skilled in some sense of the word. He's he's all right. He's all right. I'll give him I'll like give him a, props for improve, uh, improving his free throws a lot. I don't like him either, but catastrophic fact, to not, you know. Work. I think the fact that you take Harrison Barnes over Drummond is, is ridiculous. I, I, I I've always liked Harrison Barnes. I really liked him on the Warriors. I think he's proven that he can be a really good third or like fourth starter on a title team. Even though he did poop his pants in, in the finals, I guess the Cavs. Um, Who Barnes? I just, yeah, the the second the 2016, he shot like 11 percent in the finals uh, from three. Like he was awful. But it's he's just I don't know I just I just I fuck with I think he's been I think he's been overlooked a lot though like under the he's been flying under the radar he's a really it just in the in the current NBA you need like three four combo wings that can guard a few positions and can hit threes and can oh, dude, he's averaging almost, get their own shot like almost fifteen a game this year five rebounds two assists yeah it's like the fourth and option thirty eight percent from three yeah, which is He's like around his career average, which is good. Yeah, I, well, I still think Drummond ahead of him. I yeah. think it's. I don't know. Drummond I'm just. I'm. I'm just a massive Drummond hater. I guess I was just trying to stick to my brand. True. As a, as well, a Drummond clowner. I've always clowned Drummond. I mean, then we're yeah, keeping. I clown him too, but yeah. I mean, like, I <laughs> let it affect us. Right. Well. All right. So All right well, it, next, next, I'm next. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I took Harrison Barnes. <laughs> I'm a yeah. Harrison Barnes stand now. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, that's yeah. You're going down in your grave on that, right. huh? <laughs> Krupa, you got an eight. Ah, oh, it, it's a little tough because now you're kind of getting to like it's it's definitely a, it's definitely a decline. Eh, yeah, no, no. I'd say I'd say who I have at eight is around where I think of Barnes. I've liked I agree. This guy, I agree. I've liked this guy for a while. I like I like Will Barton a lot. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I like I'm at ten. Like, I'm not, I don't like mind when people were thinking of like. Not old Nuggets teams, but like two or three years ago, they're like thinking, oh, they got uh, uh, Jamal Murray, like Gary Harris. And like Will Barton is like a solid, solid player that just like wasn't talked about on that team. Yeah, he gets buckets, man. And he's he good. Shoot. And he can shoot. Yeah. He's a really good shooter. Since he got yeah. to the Nuggets, he shot, uh, what, around 37%? Yeah, 30, 36% um, on five threes a game with the Nuggets in five years. So. I, I've always liked Will Barton. Um, really, just like a prototypical six man, you know, just bucket getter. So, however, though, um, I had him at ten. B- 
behind two Orlando Magic players. Um, yeah, I mean, on, on my, my next pick right here, uh, I'm going Evan Fournier. Yeah, that's who's in between for me. Uh, he's dude. He's just I don't remember watch, watch, yeah, watching year. watching the Suns play the Nugget or the Magic a couple times this season, and he was just kind of going off. Uh, he's, the past five seasons, he's averaged at least 15 a game. Uh, he's an efficient player. Obviously, he has that European blood in him, so um, he he's a high IQ guy uh, and a guy who can shoot the ball. Um, and he's I think he's turned into kind of at the beginning of his career. Uh, he's more more of a spot up guy. Uh, to now, he he'll take the ball and he, he can uh, take over games, hit fadeaways, and uh, he can do a lot more now. And he's still he's still relatively young at 27. So he also has the greatest uh, one of the best NBA tweets ever. Uh, when the Magic fired their coach in May 2016, he just uh, tweeted in all caps, what the fuck? That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. No, I, I really – he was going to get paid. I mean, he still is going to get paid this summer. He has a player option. Um, and there's, like – it's a weak free agency class. I think he actually would have been paid a decent amount. Like, any team can use a, a, a shooting guard that shoots really well from three and kind of get his own bucket. So Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's, a, he's a, definitely an underrated player. Yeah, good player. Uh, so at 10, I've got Terrence Ross. Um, he's kind of coming to his own with the Magic a little bit. He was always like kind of inconsistent with Toronto. Um, always showed a lot of potential. He's cra- just was a crazy athlete, won the dunk contest, um, had a lot of great posters, and could get really hot from three. Like he had a 50-point game with the Raptors. But um, last year he averaged 15 a game. He shot 38% from three on seven attempts. Um, me and Krupa were at the game uh, last year in Orlando where he just, like, completely pooped on the Sixers, um, hit a game winner. Had, like, 20 in the second half. Like, he was he was a beast. Um, Jimmy Butler's first game? Yeah, Jimmy Butler's first game with the Sixers, throwback. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I wanted the Sixers to get him last year. I wanted them to sign him this offseason, but they didn't. Um, he's another guy that's, like, a kind of like – he's kind of just a similar player to Barton, honestly, like a, just a kind of prototypical six-man. Um, hasn't started a game the last two years, but he's still been a really important player uh, for Orlando. So, yeah, Terrence Ross at 10. Yeah, all right, um, good pick. All right, who you got at 11, Kroop? Uh, if dude can get his stuff together off the court, I got Waiters Island. Ooh. That's an interesting pick. That's I was bold. just looking at him. Maybe yeah, a little confused by us. That's a bold upside but, play, I'd say. I don't know. He's, he's talented. Dude, like, he's definitely, definitely, in terms of talent on this board, he's probably like seven or eight, honestly. Like, but, he never, like, averaged anything flashy. Was highest was, like, in 2016, 2017, it was 15.8 points per game. Even 2018, 2019, he was averaging 12. And then, I don't, like, it, like, mentally, I don't know where he's at. But, like, talent-wise, like you said, like, yeah. If I was a GM redrafting, I would take a shot on someone like him. Obviously, they probably didn't know about the off-the-court issues. But just talent-wise alone, I think he's good. Yeah, no, there was that stretch uh, a couple years ago when the Heat had that crazy win. They won like 13 in a row, I think. And he was just going off. Like he had that game winner against the Warriors. He was scoring like 20, like high teens, low 20s, like every night. He was, he was getting buckets. Um, he's like the, he might be like the most irrationally confident player I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's just like, I just love, I've always liked Deion Waiters. Um, even at, when he was at Syracuse, like he's just like, he's just like fun. Um, yeah, he's a fun player. When he catches, he can he can shoot a little bit. He can handle he a little hot, bit. Like, he's hot. yeah, like he can. There's so much potential there, and he's still, I mean, only, quote unquote, only 28. But like, you know, he's not. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had like a nice like last five years of his career where he just well, got into he a situation. Out, well, he yeah. overdosed on a, 
edible yeah plane. like dude like figure it out like yeah. what are you doing yeah my, i feel like the miami scene wasn't uh ideal for him but, yeah that's that's very true he'd be he'd be good in a place like utah yeah something like that <laughs> or like yeah oklahoma i mean for the thunder city. oklahoma city like he contributed a little bit there yeah when they when he was there for a year and a half like he was he was all right so yeah, yeah i don't mind yeah. the pick I, I, I was looking at that i, I had him was, i had him 18 I knew he was. I knew he was going to go in the top eighteen. Uh, I, I didn't think it was going to be that early, but honestly, yeah, with the high upside, you can't knock the pick. Yeah. Um, all right, you're up. All right, uh, at twelve for Houston, uh, I'm going Jay Crowder. Uh, it's kind of the opposite of Deion Waiters. Um, he's got a really low ceiling, but his floor is pretty high. Uh, you know, he's going to play good defense, and he's going to be a hustler. Whether or not he knocks down his his, his trays is is uh, a decent question mark. I mean, he had, he had a decent peak in Boston where he averaged 14 a game for two seasons uh, along with six rebounds. Uh, but, yeah, I think Jay Crowder, uh, worst comes worst out of Jay Crowder. He's, he's like the seventh or eighth man on a playoff team. It gives you a good 20 minutes, 15, 20 a game, um, and plays well. Uh, he's bounced around the league, been on six different teams. Uh, but, yeah, I think I, I – think Every team he's been on, it seemed seemed to like him. Seems like a good yeah. locker room guy, and he seems like a glue guy, and who, who will do the dirty work? So yeah, he's he's just like I said about Barnes, kind of like on a lower level, just like the kind of player that every team wants, uh, switchable, and can take and make threes. So he does like, fast. Exactly, exactly. I feel like he's better than his three point percentage says. I agree with that. I think like, if I'm leaving him wide open, I'm not feeling good about it, even no. if he doesn't shoot well. So. I can, yeah, I can put you get you got to put a put a hand up in his face. He's not someone you can just let let roam free in the corner. Right, right. He's gonna knock that down. Right. All right. So uh, at thirteen, I'm gonna take Thomas Sadaransky. Not a big name. Maybe didn't even make your boards. I don't know. Maybe no, he, he made my board. He's a good player. Uh, I got a little like overhyped about him this year. Like I really want. I was like really for some reason really wanted the Sixers to trade for him for a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I had a drink or something. I don't know. But um, no, he's he's a really good player. Uh, he was a really good backup for the Wizards. And when John Wall went down the last two years, um, you know they kind of remained afloat, especially that first year. Um, good shooter, tall, can defend a few positions, knows what to do with the ball, doesn't turn it over. Um, he's if he, he's like if he wasn't so slow, he'd be like an all star. But he's like crazy slow. Just yeah, like, he's, he moves and it looks like he's playing in slow motion. Yeah, honestly. yeah, it does. But he can, you know, he makes his threes, he defends, knows what he's doing. So, yeah, Sadoransky at uh, 13. Not much Can't to say about it. But Can't, can't knock, knock it, it, but, yeah. I, I bet, I bet, I bet, where did you guys have him? I didn't, you I actually, I, I didn't make a whole board going through, but I mm. would have, I think he's, I mean, he's, if you look at the guys who have higher uh, wind share totals than him, like he's, I mean, he's better than Terrence Jones. He's better than Jared Sollinger. Yeah, he got a late start. He came over yeah. in 2016. So better I would have had him like 16 or 17. Yeah, I would have had him in there, but I maybe not this high. I, I mean, we're getting, we're kind of getting to the crumbs. It's kind of like yeah, this draft. At sucks. this point in this draft, it's kind of like who do you prefer? Yeah. All right, uh, Krupa, you got 14. For crumbs, though, I feel like this guy's pretty good, Jeremy Lamb. All right. Like in Indiana, like. Dude was baller. He was—I know he was under Kemba's spotlight in Charlotte, but he still got it done. And like in Indiana, he been good, like averaging twelve and a half a game. I don't know what was his contract worth that he signed. Uh, three for thirty. It's a good deal. Good deal for the Pacers. Yeah, 
And like, what? Well, it's a shame we don't get to see like Oladipo back now. But like that Pacers team probably would be pretty dangerous in the East. I don't know if they would have like I don't think they would have beat Milwaukee, obviously. I think they had a real shot to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, th- I would have loved to see them play Boston because they have uh, those two front court guys with Turner and Sabonis. Um, well, and then Lamb would go against Walker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, well, Jeremy Lamb tore his ACL. Right before the season. Oh. Yeah. He tore, he tore his ACL and he tore something else in his knee. So. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. 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 That was a tough update. That was a tough update. Well, um, injury history aside, I think he's no, no, he's a, yeah, he's good. I had him at fourteen uh, when I did my initial ranking, so he's a good player. And he also had that crazy game winner last year where he made it from half court against the Raptors. That was that was lit. Uh, all right, uh, Shane, who you got at fifteen? All right, now we're getting into the real pile of garbage here. <laughs> um, I was tossing around a couple guys, but I think I got to go uh, with the coach's son, Austin Rivers. Um, <laughs> he's he's had an interesting career to say the least. Uh, and, but I mean, he, you know, his role, his role is to score off the bench. And sometimes he does it really well. Like sometimes Austin Rivers, uh, can go, can, can go off. Other times he'll be really cold. Uh, but I mean, in, in 2018, 2019 season, he had 25 games where he scored in double digits, uh, which isn't bad. Uh, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, I mean, like, I don't know what you mean to say. He's like a decent one-on-one player. He struggles on yeah. defense, but uh, I mean, I'd take, I'd take, I'd take Rivers over someone, maybe like a Kyle O'Quinn or something like that. But we're just kind of re- really getting down to the nitty gritty. But I think in 2018, at least his role on the Rockets, like they kind of, they didn't need him necessarily. No, nah, he, he kind of helped. Cause I remember. Yeah, he played uh, a vital role. Yeah. Cause I remember he got bought out by the Suns and the Rockets were like, everybody was getting hurt. That's when Harden was getting like forty-five every night, um, and like they were barely winning or losing. And then he kind of just like having someone else on that team that could just dribble and score was like really important. Like I- I've always liked Austin Rivers. Um, I think he got um, he got trashed for he gets trashed because one he went to Duke. He was like a big high school recruit. Then he went to Duke and he had like I remember he had that big game winner against uh, UNC. UNC, That's yeah. Pretty late. Um, but then his dad like, like on yeah, the then, Clippers. yeah then his dad like <laughs> traded for him and it was like uh, the thing man. is that. Like, he, he was playing, like, a decent amount of minutes for the Clippers, but, like, the Clippers sucked. Like, they were bad. People forget that. Like, they turned it around so quickly. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I don't think it was all just, like, like, like father-son bias. Yeah, like, 20, 2017, when the Clippers still had CP3 and Blake, like, they were still obviously a really good team. And he was, you know, he started 29 games, played 74. He averaged 12 points a game, shot 37% from three. Like, he was, he was a pretty good player. Like, he's, he's still pretty like- good. Kind of reminds me like a uh, in the same sense like maybe like a poor man's Dion Waiters. Yeah, like, like kind of like a poor man's Fred Van Fleet or something like that. Yeah, he has like all that like talent and he's a flashy guy, but he's never seemed to be able to like put it all together at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a, I'm a Austin Rivers guy. Yeah, I, I I like Austin Rivers too. All right, sixteen. This is tough. Yeah, I this, this is, is tough. This, is, this, is this tough. sucks. Uh, and for one. Three-point shooting, two, you need, you need a, a dude who's going to go to war with you. No, who, I don't know who you're taking. Who's like a crappy, like a crappy Marcus Morris, basically, and who hits game winners in the playoffs, and who's going to interact with your fans on Twitter. You got to go with Mike Scott. Mike Scott at 16, he's always going to shoot around 40% from three. Um, he was legitimately the Sixers' best bench player last year, which is bad and good at the same time. Well, he um, last year he was – he was pretty good last year. He was pretty good. This year he kind of sucked. But 
shot 41% from three. Um, for the last two years, he shot 40% from three. This year, even in a down year, he's at 36%. Uh, just a guy who's not afraid to take big shots. Decent defender. He's pretty strong. Um, and everybody seems to love him. Like, all his teammates seem to love him. So, yeah, Mike Scott. Shout out to the Mike Scott Hive. Even though Mike it's probably, probably, end, probably ending in, like, three months when Mike Scott probably is dead, on the team yeah. anymore. But, you know, it was a fun ride. It was a fun ride. So. All right. Uh, crew, oh, God, where, 17. Where, this is, like – where are we going here? It's just like after the top, I said like top like seven that we react, like top, top, maybe top, 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 top 10. Yeah. It, this dude, it. Yo, why don't you take it, it, NBA champion Festus as dealing, dude? You still on the board. It's hit the fan. It has hit the fan. Like, I don't even know. I think, yeah, you're picking between the lesser of two evils here. But. Not to just rag on all these guys who have made millions. For of me, like, NBA. I don't know. I know he get. He doesn't, he doesn't really get clowned, and he kind of another guy that kind of doesn't average a ton of points. But he's like, I don't know. I would take probably John Henson. <laughs> hey, he. Hey. <laughs> yeah, John I'd Henson. Laugh at John Henson. I know he's. I know he's bad. Like, what? Who else do you take? Yeah, John Henson had a great college career, though. So, like, let's, he let's, he let's, was okay for a little bit on the Bucks. Like, he was a decent backup big man. He could block shots. Couldn't do much else. <laughs> yeah, but he even then, shots. he's he's not. Dude, what is his average blocks per game? Or he's like, long. He's yeah, long. he averaged he averaged one point two point oh in twenty fifteen. Two point. He's long and he went to he UNC, is long. dude. Yeah, he, he has like a seven four wingspan or something. Dude, like that. But yeah, he's he just like, sucks. He's the goofiest looking dude I've ever seen play basketball. Yeah, I would have gone with. Uh, even though whoa, he, he whoa, bu- whoa, oh, whoa, are you up? Yeah, it's whoa. not your pick, dude. Whoa. Oh, I thought I was up next. So I think no, you're last done, pick. You just right, sorry about that. Um, Bam, relax. All right, all right. For this last pick, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Journeyman, the big man, uh, out of out of Duke, or not? Not out of Duke, out of uh, UNC, right? Um, Tyler Zeller, another UNC big man. I was thinking about right. him. There's like 15 I take above Tyler Zeller. No, You're not thinking about that. Cody Zeller, are you? The one for the Hornets? We're not thinking about him. No, I'm thinking about Tyler Zeller. All right, because he hasn't played in like – nah, he played last year. He played, he played last f- year, bro. Played he played six averaged- games last year. That's it. <laughs> he averaged seven and a half a game last year. And, <laughs> he and, played six uh, games. Six games. He was an efficient oh six God. games from Tyler. Oh, my God. Um, look at, I mean, he had a peak averaging 10 a game in Boston. Uh, good hands for a big man. Uh, did go to UNC. That gives him some credibility. Um. Damn, I feel like we're fucking up, but I don't know. Right. He's got a big, yeah. I don't know who would who would you take. I, don't, I had a couple guys I would have taken. I would have taken uh, Mo Harkless. Yeah. I would take Mo Harkless. I would take him. I had a, I didn't even have Zeller on my honorable mentions. I had Kyle Quinn on my honorable mentions. Uh, I take Terrence a, Jones, uh, Myers Leonard. Terrence Jones sucks. No, Terrence. Terrence Jones <laughs> is out of the league, so that's fair. He's out of the league. Uh, Myers Leonard's an all right big man. Yeah, I was gonna take Myers Leonard, but then you look at his stats. Or like, yeah, no, yes. Yes, right. I'm, Shane, I'm in the exact same boat. I was like, Myers Leonard's interesting. Myers Leonard, because he can shoot. He can shoot threes as a big man. He's big. Yeah, he yeah. shoots threes, but he aver- his career average is 5.6 points. Yeah, he, he was definitely a big butt. Oh. He's a bust. He's a bust. Blazers could have really used, needed him to be good, and he wasn't. Um, and, MK, I mean, you know, he was a second pick. Yeah, I was thinking And it never that. panned out. But he was yeah. still really great. I mean, he still is a really great defender. Yeah, like, he's a great athlete. Um, it's just his jumper is so whack. Like I don't, I don't get who saw Michael K. Gilchrist shoot and was like, "Yeah, you're good. Like you, you can lead the gym. You're good." 
Like, I, yeah. I just don't get it. He shoots, like – it's, like, 50 times worse than Lonzo's ever was. Imagine playing that front court in college, dude. What, AD and MKG? Yeah. Yeah, that's, cra- that's crazy defense right there. Imagine if the freaking the, – the Hornets got screwed in that, man, because they were, they were the worst team. They won seven games in the lockout year, <laughs> and they got the second day. <laughs> and instead of AD, they got MKG. <laughs> Well, dude, I just yeah, that that sucks. I just saw something going around on Twitter, uh, or it was Bismack Biombo that year, like talking shit. To, he was talking <laughs> oh, shit the Rudy Gay. It was Rudy yeah. Gay. And he was like, he was like, he blocked him or something. He's like, this is my house. Rudy Gay was like, man, you guys got seven wins. This is everyone's house. <laughs> that, that was yeah, that was pretty story. funny. Yeah. So all right, uh, let me uh, let me recite the the list. Yeah, go go all go right, through right. it. Go. So we got AD at one, Dame at two, Draymond at three. Uh, Beal at four, Middleton at five, uh, Barnes at six, Drummond at seven, Fournier at eight, Terrence Ross at nine, Will Barton at ten. Oh, wait. Shit, I'm reading my list. Hold on. Sorry Ooh. about that. <laughs> I goofed. I goofed. I goofed. All right. Sorry. Sorry. The top six is pretty much the same. AD at one, Dame at two, Beal at three, Draymond at four, Middleton at five, uh, Drummond at six, Harrison Barnes at seven, Will Barton at eight, Everett Fournier at nine, Terrence Ross at ten. Neon Dion Waiters at 11, Jake Crowder at 12, Thomas Sadoransky at 13, Jeremy Lamb at 14, Austin Rivers at 15, Mike Scott at 16, <laughs> John Henson at 17, and Tyler Zeller at 18. Tyler Zeller. Quite a draft. Oh Quite a draft. Yeah, that's uh, – I'm glad we're done with that one. That one sucked. Yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. Um, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if we should be getting our hopes up about 2013. Oh, either. I'm excited but, for 2013. Uh, 2013 is better than 2012. More fun. I think it goes 2011, 2013, 2012. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is more fun. But if we ever do 2014, that one's going to be nuts. If you, if you think about it. Because there's a lot of good players, but just a weird draft. So, no, but 2013, I'm excited for. I'm excited yeah. for. Yeah. All right. All right. So, I mean, we're pro- we're going to get right back into that. Uh, these pods, we're probably going to – well, we haven't really talked about how we're going to drop them, but uh, we're, we're definitely going to be definitely going to be redrafting a lot of different years. So uh, pick your favorite or listen to them all. But it's been another edition of SQ Sports NBA podcast. For Shane, for Krupa, and for Q, we will catch you later.